I trusted them enough to open up my energy, to trust my intuition again. And I became a different person. And from that day forward, I said, oh, I'm not living my life for anybody else but me. Hello, hello, and welcome to In the Rising Podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform that I've chosen to talk about living a life that's in alignment with your hopes, your dreams, and your goals, and turning your back on the shame-blame game that does nothing for you and certainly does not help move the needle in your true north. My guest today is Whitney McNeil, and she has turned that needle in an area that can kind of be intimidating and scary. Whitney has honored her ability to connect in a certain manner with our spirit guides. And for a lot of us, that can seem a little bit on the woo-woo side, but I'd like to pause for a moment. Considering how many people just within the United States, where I, where I am from, believe in some sort of higher power, how many of us do believe in Christianism. We do believe in Jesus. We believe in someone who walked on water. We believe someone died and came back to life. And yet having a connection with the spirit world seems a little off. But I rather say that, no, I think that's right in alignment with a lot of our beliefs, but we're not comfortable talking about it. And I'm so grateful for Whitney McNeil and having that conversation today about how important it is to honor our guides and honor our connection. Whitney, I'm really honored to have you on in the Rising podcast today. I am really excited to speak with someone who is really energetic and really passionate about talking of alignment and truth and value and living your purpose. So welcome to my podcast. Mm, thank you so much for having me. It is really nice to speak with a kindred soul. You know, we get it, right? It's like, <laughs> let's help as many people as we can live their purpose so they have no regrets or not as many <laughs> when they get to the very end. Yes, not as many. Um, if, you know, none is a great goal, but not as many. And to make those changes when the opportunity is still there. Because um, for some of us, that opportunity is not there to make that. And so I I got to read about you, learn more about you as well. And you are really on point right now with um, your business, helping others follow their intuition, learning their um, goals and business. But it also sounds like that was not always your story. (laughs) Would you share a little (laughs) with that? Sure. I was interested in all of the unknown, the intuitive side of life when I was really young because I had experiences, but I didn't have a mentor to help me understand what it meant. And my parents did the best they could, but they would say things like, oh, honey, you know, that's an imaginative story that you're telling yourself, or you had a bad dream or, you know, wow, your imagination's great. So I kept searching. And when I finally ended up in my early 20s, I had a major experience that scared me to where I shut down my abilities, which led me down a path of not listening to my intuition, 
and making decisions based on what other people thought was a good idea for me. So I didn't have any of my own intuitive senses because I, I chose to shut them down and I just listened to other people's opinions, which led me into a path where I was miserable. I was working in a job for about 10 to 12 hours a day that I really hated. And I found myself in a relationship that wasn't aligned and I had air quotes here, mysterious health illnesses that doctors couldn't quite figure out what was wrong. Mm. So I was getting ready to apply for disability because it was really challenging me, challenging for me to even get five feet without resting. And my aunt said, I'm just going to take you to this place in Arizona And they're going to do some alternative healing. I'm like, whatever is that? I have no idea, but okay. So we got there and I got to see other people truly living their purpose, being in touch with their intuitive abilities and doing good for the world. I trusted them enough to open up my energy, to trust my intuition again. And I became a different person. And from that day forward, I said, oh, I'm not living my life for anybody else but me. Oh, wait a minute. I got to find my path. Okay. I think I know what it is. And the rest is history, right? (laughs) Here I am. And I know firsthand what it feels like when you're not living in your purpose, you're not living in alignment and it doesn't feel good. So I really feel that listening to your intuition saves you so much time and energy and just helps align so that things can happen more quickly for you. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about my story. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you know what I, I like about your story is that someone close to you saw something um, and felt, I think this would help Whitney. And where I can kind of believe with you and follow you is I was also at my wits end And I went to a type of therapy where I thought if someone's looking in on me, they're going to think I went to some woo-woo specialist. And he's like, all right, put your feet down, feel the ground, and then touch your stomach. And what is your gut telling you? And I felt the ground because I put some intention behind it. And when I felt my gut, it felt empty. And it was some time that it took me to realize that there wasn't woo-woo. We we have gut feelings. If you know that person is, you know, going to attack you, you should, I don't know, I'm just going to make a left here and I'm going to drive home a different direction and you miss a big accident. That is a gut feeling. It's a physiological response because it, it's based on science too. But what I learned was with touching my stomach and that emptiness is like what you said, I had ignored my gut for so long that it kind of had a resignation letter and my life was looking like that. When you had your experience and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to follow more my intuition. Did that take you some time to kind of do that change? You know, like you made your mind up, like did the steps following take some time or was it like, you know what, this is it. Mm, this is a great question. It did take some time I knew deep down that I always wanted to help people through healing. Mm-hmm. I love teaching and I loved all of this metaphysical kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'd really love to be able to help people in a business. I didn't see that I could start my own business doing that. I felt like maybe I need to find a position to do this. So it took me some time to understand that I could actually create a business and do this myself. And so I had to break through some limits first before I could do that. And then I also took some training in Reiki. And I also found a mentor to help me really make sense of my intuition because I knew that when my intuition was online before, it scared me because I didn't have anybody to ask questions to. And there's there's four main intuitive languages. And one of my strong ones is seeing things. So I found a mentor to help me. So I I kind of knew deep down somewhere. I just couldn't get my brain to make sense of it. So I had to follow step by step in that decision-making. And then when it all clicked together, it was like, yes, we're going to do this. And when I had started my business, it was like it took off overnight. It was just, this is what you've been waiting for. It's time to go. But I do feel like it's important to give yourself grace to open yourself to these new opportunities and possibilities. And for me, I needed to open up my intuition again, since I had shut it down for for Mm -hmm. such a good while. And I had to kind of learn that it was okay. And it was safe. And I could trust it and how my intuition worked for me specifically. Yeah. And thanks for sharing that. And you touched on a point of four types of intuition languages. I would like you to share a little bit more about that, please. Yeah, absolutely. So there's four intuitive languages and I call them the seer, the owl, the empath, and the channeler. So the seer is typically what we will see in movies through clairvoyance. And that's the strongest one I have. It's seeing through color, or when you close your eyes and meditate, you might receive a symbol for an example. So one of my symbols is a bicycle. And if my logical brain tried to make up what a bicycle meant, you know, I might say, I need to go exercise or get a bike. When really, when I ask spirit, what does this mean? The message is balance. You need to balance. (laughs) So this is one of those languages. The owl can hear through clear audience. So this means you can hear external conversations, but really 95% of the time, it's your own inner reading voice. And so a lot of people will come to me and say, am I making this up or is this coming in from a higher place? Another way is the empath through clairsentience. So feeling through those gut feelings like a yes or a no, this is absolutely a no. Or also sensations, like I feel like somebody was tapping me, or I feel a cool breeze, or I feel uh, a heat when it's a yes, or a cold sensation when it's a no. Mm -hmm. And then I love talking about this next one is the channeler. And the reason I love talking about it so much is because people that have the channeler intuitive language, they don't have any of the other languages, they oftentimes think they are not intuitive. The channeler receives messages through their body primarily and also through thought as well. So for an example, for me, I, in my first marriage, I had a time where I was at home 
and nobody was there except for my animals. And all of a sudden I had this thought that my husband lost his wedding ring and I got so irritated about it. And I was talking to myself for a couple minutes and I thought, Whitney, nobody's told you this. Why are you getting irritated over nothing? So he came home, didn't say a word. And then the next day he said, I lost my ring yesterday. Well, I just broke out in laughter because I thought, ha ha, you know, it's real. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me like, why are you laughing that I lost my <laughs> ring? So that's one example. But another one with a channeler that a lot of people don't recognize, and I am a great example in the feeling unaligned, not feeling well my body was telling me, this is not right. You are going down the wrong path. So with a decision, sometimes your body is tired and you want to take a nap. Or let's say that you are walking on a hike and all of a sudden you can't get your legs to move to walk forward on the trail and you have to turn around and go down another one. That's an example of your body's telling you this isn't right. Your body is a great intuitive tool, but also, yes, like if the answer is yes, you might feel so energized. Oh my gosh, I've got all this energy. I don't know what to do with it. This is, hey, I'm on the right path. Now that doesn't mean that we are living like that every day of our life where we have all this <laughs> zestful energy because it probably would get tiring. But when you know that you feel lit up and you have this energy and inspiration and channelers end up saying things out of their mouth and they don't even know what they're saying, but the person who's receiving on the other side of the conversation usually says, wow, that was so insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, you just brought up a thought that I need to think about. And oftentimes the channeler is like, I don't know what I did, but great, you know, because the body was moving, it was responding. It's like an instinct almost. So I could just keep going, but those are the four intuitive languages in a nutshell. And thanks for explaining them further, because a lot of us feel like, well, I, I only have a gut or the butterflies or a pit in the stomach. We use it in our everyday language, right? Um, where our heart hurts and our heart breaks. And that is really how we communicate feelings that we don't maybe fully understand. And you did touch upon that you studied Reiki um, and you are also a spiritual mentor and a certified medium. But I'd like to step back because you said you sought out or found or somehow communicated with a mentor. And what if there's a person that's sitting here listening and saying, I feel something, but I don't, I don't want a reading. I want to find a mentor to help me. I don't even know how to do that in this realm, in this field. What would your, your suggestions uh, be to that? Yeah. So one of the great things is that's, that's what I do. So you can reach out to me, <laughs> go <laughs> find me and I'll, and I'll talk to you. But what I did is I simply sent out a wish basically to the universe. And I said, you know, if this is what I need to be learning, then I'm trusting that you're putting that mentor on my path mm. because I knew my spirit guides wanted me to learn this. I learned this at a young age, but I needed guidance. And so it was almost like, I'm ready and willing to do this, but I need some support. I need to find someone. Yeah. So 
I sent that intention out and I started to ask around. So I took some of the action, still didn't find anybody. What is, you know, like nobody exists. (laughs) (laughs) So then finally the universe put this person in front of me and it was more through what I would say a happenstance, you know, some people call Mm. and I was able to ask these questions such as, you know, I'm seeing these flashing lights. What does this mean? When anybody asks me that when students work with me, I'll say, first of all, make sure your eyes are okay. You know, go to the doctor. But most of the time that means your clairvoyance is opening up and coming online. So I really needed some guidance in that place. And, And that's why I feel really called to do what I do because it took me a while to find a mentor. And when I did, it was so impactful and life changing that I really wanted to offer that space to other people that were having these questions too. Like I've got this stuff and I didn't want to talk about it with anybody. You know, (laughs) what do I do? I'm thinking about this. You know, what does it mean? And many times, like you said, when we're taking in information, the way we learn that gives you a clue into what intuitive languages you might have. If you are a visual learner, you'll most likely see. If you love listening to this podcast, you're most likely have the owl channel or the owl language. And if you like to take an information through feeling and sensing, then probably the empath. And if you like to experience it and just do it, probably the channeler. So that gives you a little bit more of a clue so that when you're asking for that mentor or you're asking for a question, you can have a little bit more insight as to how the messages might come in for you. Wonderful. And, you know, there's so much to this. You've done your own studying. I feel like we can always be learning in this path. And um, I'm, that's what I'm excited about this, because as you're in and you're helping guide other people, you yourself are still growing and learning and um, building your own gifts, right? Um, Mm -hmm. To do something with your gifts is uh, the blessing that you provide back out to the universe in that way. You also have a website called messengerofspirit.com. And I would like you to share how people can learn more about you, connect with you and and grow in those in that manner. Mm, Thank you. So just as you said, I've got my website and you can actually take my quiz to help you determine your primary intuitive language on my site. And it's at messengerofspirit.com forward slash quiz. When you list Listen to this podcast, I'd love for you to reach out to me over on Instagram. My handle is at Messenger of Spirit and tell me your biggest takeaways and ahas. I would love to hear about them. And because you're listening to a podcast, you can also check out my podcast. It's called Spiritual and Ambitious with Whitney McNeil. And there's lots of episodes and resources for you to help grow and learn more about your intuitive gifts and abilities and how you can connect more with your spirit team. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I think connecting with yourself is so important. Connecting with your team, knowing that you have a team. (laughs) Yes, Um, right. It's so important. And knowing that some of your team is actually available through the internet reaching, right? You don't have to, you know, do you know anybody that you can find um, people who really invested a lot in themselves in their learning and opening and willing to guide others. So 
thank you for all of the wonderful work you're putting out there into the world and your podcast. And, um, and thank you again, just so much for your time today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed my conversation with Whitney and her view on our gifts. We have wonderful gifts that we can put out in the world. And when I was much younger, there was a quote that my parents had laminated in my room. Who you are is God's gift to you, but what you become is your gift to God. And what we become is really honoring who we are and what we are here to be and represent and do. And if we feel pulled into some area, it's because we're supposed to be in that area. So I encourage you to share this podcast if you feel that there's someone that would really benefit from hearing our conversation today. My ask is also to invite you to leave a five-star review or heartfelt review of In the Rising podcast because it does so much to move this podcast in the hands and ears of those it would make a difference to. And thank you so much for your time because it's that one thing we don't get back. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.